And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, April 26th. Hashtag full squad. You gotta love it. I'm J.E. Skeets along with me, Mr. What You Need to Know Himself, Tass Mellis. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Tassie. We got the top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey yo! Hey yo! The international man of mystery, still taking it to the Max Lielis. Friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last but not least, making this magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button, guys. Leave your comments and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Fun week lined up for you. Already got Tass's Monday What You Need to Know up in the No Dunks YouTube feed. Also available as a podcast, of course. Later today, a little surprise Top Shot Hot Boys coming at you. Oh, look at those mugs. On a Monday, you're crazy, Skeets. That's right. That's right. We're going to rip some packs. And I got a fun Top 10 list. The craziest shots made on Top Shot. Mm. I had a blast putting that together this weekend. So yeah, join us if you want live at 3 p.m. Eastern. We usually do some giveaways when it comes to some moments. So if you want to join us, check us out there. The Top Shot Hot Boys, 3 p.m. Eastern here on a Monday Email us your questions and comments for Wednesday's Beach Steppin' Podcast, nodunksattheathletic.com, and grab your merch over at nodunks.com. Guys, we got Tweet of the Night. We got Pick'em Results. We got NBA Weekend Winners and Losers. But first, oh, but first, crazy weekend for the wedgies and the leggies. Oh, the ball stall nomenclature. Uh, the wedgie first. Guys, Friday night. We just don't see this often. This was exciting. Uh, I'm being serious here. Paul George gets that ball to rest on oh, the back yeah. of the rim. I always love when this does happen because Twitter's so confused mm. as to what this is, you know? What do you call that? Yeah, what do you, what do you call that? <laughs> you know, I saw a lot of people correctly calling it a ball stall, which it is, but that's a part of the uh, the ball stall, ball stall like, universe. That's a leggy itself. <laughs> now, yeah. then people ask, do you count that as a wedgie? No, we don't. That's just uh, once in a blue moon there, Lily. Don't get a lot of leggies. It feels like maybe, I don't know, I want to say like once every two years or something like that. You don't see it often. No, I, yeah, yeah, it feels like maybe a little more than that. But just for the ball to actually have to stop up there on a dime like that is just uh, just so rare that it happens. And no one, the players don't know what to do. The, the referees don't know what to do because no one wants to touch it in case it's a goaltend. Right. So everyone just sort of stands around. Or and in case says, it right. drops in or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you're right. Yeah, Everybody just, yeah. is just waiting with bated <laughs> breath. Um, so that's a leggy. That was fun. Friday night. Awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. now I'm going to jump to actually Sunday. I'm doing this out of order, guys, and there's a reason why. On Sunday... One of the greatest players of all time. The greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry. Oh, boom. <laughs> Stuck the uh, step back three wedgie there. So that's, of course, uh, a no-brainer. A beautiful wedgie, a three-point wedgie. See him all the time. Awesome. Now that's 43, or is it? Because on Friday, I'm going back now. 
There was a weird one, possibly a controversial one. Westbrook driving, gets it up, and then Isaiah Roby, hand, I believe, sort of through the mesh there, through the rim, called a goal tent. But of course, it wedges. Hmm. So, what do we do with this one? Because it's on the Westbrook shot. Points are awarded, um, you know, because of the goaltend. But then, is it a dead play because of the goaltend? And the wedgie sort of does come after, of course. Hey, what do you want to do, Tass? Is that a wedgie or not? Uh, again, we would get to total 43, or are we taking it away and going back to 42? What, what, what says Tass Mellis here on a Monday? Yeah, I would say in the seven years of tracking wedgies, we haven't had a goaltend turned wedgie like this. Mm. Wow. However... It is part of the play, and we have seen other parts where a guy gets, yep. uh, other similar sort of plays where a guy gets fouled, throws it up. We counted a wedgie, I guess, because it's on a shot attempt, and this is on a great call by the official where a guy goes through the mesh and hits the rim, hits the mesh, and the ball gets stuck. So it doesn't seem like a basketball play. It kind of seems disconnected from the play, but it is still part of it. It is still a goaltend. It is still part of it. So, yeah, I am totally fine counting it. I, I understand there are people out there who think, hmm, you know, maybe this discredits the other wedges. Maybe it just cheapens the other wedges because mm. this doesn't seem like a, a wedgie in of itself. But I think it's still part of the play. In, in the seven years, I, I look back, I tracked it. I, I thought to myself, has there ever been a wedgie that looked <laughs> like this before? And I guess not, but it's still part of it. If, if, if there was a video review for wedgies, the referees would look back. It would probably take them 45 minutes to figure it out. But they would say, <laughs> they would say this is a wedgie. I think they would say that. I think this is... Quote, unquote, part of the play. Okay, so Tass is counting it. Lily, let's go to you next. Uh, you have a problem counting it? No, not at all. We don't want to get so carried away that we're on pace for a record season that we start turning down wedges. <laughs> we want to appreciate every single one. Mm. And this one, to me, is, is like Tass is saying, it's, it's sort of the flow of the play. Now, if that's a foul called, then we would count it. Yeah, we? Well, of course, yes, we absolutely right. would. Yeah. So I don't see how a foul versus the goaltend really changes it. It's like it's still all part of that same motion. And it gets wedged in there. For me, it's a wedgie. I want them all. I want to appreciate it. Right. I'm not. I'm, I'm not turning. I'm not a wedgie snob. I mean, oh, that's not. <laughs> no, bad. you're only wedgie a snob when it comes to coffee and pizzas and stuff <laughs> oh, like for that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. greedy for wedgies. Give me that wedgie. Just to clarify, like maybe someone's going. Well, when would you ever turn down a wedgie? We've made it very clear that if a mm-hmm. whistle is blown. Yes. Like on the ground, let's say, and then a guy just throws it up there, and that ball gets wedged. That we don't count because it's like a, a complete dead play and it's like after the fact, it's after the whistle, so we don't count something like that. Trey, what about this one though? Call me Edwin Collins. Because I've never seen a wedgie like that <laughs> before. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Carlos Boozer because wow. I'm counting it and one. <laughs> no doubt this is a wedgie. I saw a baseball play this year, first home run of the season. Cody Bellinger cranks it out of the yard, but it was an out. So a player can have a made basket, a made field goal, as this one was called, and it's still a wedgie. You got to lock this one in. We're not snobs here. We're counting everything. We say every wedgie is a snowflake. This is a true snowflake there. We've never seen something like this. All right. We're counting it. I love it. I know some people are maybe going to be upset, the wedgie uh, purists out there, but we're counting it. It's good. So now with the Curry one, we'll go to wedgietracker.com. We are up to 43. The pace is back to 55. Everybody's happy. Look at this. Oh my goodness, seven to go. Yeah, that's right. Throw some barbecue on your pizza and everybody's happy. Um, Okay, 43. We're going to need some some more before the playoffs, though. The record Mm. for playoffs is six. 
and that was a real high water mark. Right. So you got to expect only two in the playoffs. Sure. I, wow. I think as a max. So we only have three weeks re- left in the regular season. I think we want another five. These two were very, very key, and that's probably why we're also pushing to count this one. Mm. There's, there's no doubt you got to count this one. I, I, you know, we're going to get to winners and losers of the weekend. I think we're all winners for the fact that we don't count leggies. We're not geeks enough to count leggies right. you know, throughout the la- last few seasons. We don't count pigeons. But yeah, leggies, pigeons, and wedgies, all a blast. Uh, but we would re- reach 50 if we counted pigeons. Like if we really oh, wanted well, to come cheat. Come on, yeah, that's, yeah. No, that's no, super no. cheating. No. Okay, so we're at 43. We all agree. Fantastic. I'm with Tass. We need a couple more before the playoffs start. But we got three weeks of action still, so we should get a couple more, you know, knock on wood. Let's get to weekend winners, though, and then we'll do the losers in a second. Lee, why don't you get us started? Who's your big NBA weekend winner? Kevin Durant had a pretty good Sunday. Uh, came off the bench for the Nets, not until the second quarter, and then just strolled his way to 33 points. Maybe the th- easiest 33 you'll ever see. Could have gotten 50 if he really wanted to, I think. It was just that easy mm. for him. Uh, and for the Phoenix Suns, you know, one of the better teams this season, it just made no difference who was guarding him. It was it was like Scalabrini taking on those uh, high school kids, you know, because Torrey Craig, a couple of times looking back at it, Torrey Craig was there, or Cam Johnson and Durant just, just ignored them, basically. And they just kind of look around as if, like, what, what can we possibly do and they even tried Chris Paul on him who obviously Chris Paul you know gives up about a foot there maybe even a little bit more to Kevin Durant but you know he's, he's a veteran he's a tough defender he's got that body and you'd think maybe Kevin Durant would show a little bit more respect to his old buddy there Chris Paul but he didn't he uh, he just drove right past him again as if he wasn't there uh, just an incredible performance for a guy who hasn't played in over a week because he picked up that uh, that that knee uh, excuse me that uh, thigh injury against the Miami Heat so I think it was last Sunday so it was about a week mm-hmm. and he, it was like it was honestly like Kevin Durant was like I'll, I'll play but I'm I'm going to win an Oscar this afternoon so I've got other things to do today I can't uh, I can't I can't spend too much time at this basketball game uh, now. Brooklyn open up a game and a half lead over the weekend in the Eastern Conference because uh, Philly and Milwaukee. Milwaukee lost last night. Philly's lost four in a row. Uh, but more more important than that, I think if you are Philadelphia or Milwaukee, you know as great as James Harden has been, as great as Kyrie Irving has been, with Kevin Durant on the court, I think you can. I think there's an argument there if there's no Kevin Durant and only Harden and, and Kyrie Irving that maybe Philadelphia, maybe Milwaukee could beat them in a seven game series. When Kevin Durant is on the court, there is no argument there. He is the, the Brooklyn Nets are winning the Eastern Conference, maybe even the championship if Kevin Durant stays healthy. But that's a big question because he has missed so much time this season. Uh, can he basically stay on the court for the rest of the season? Because if he does, the Eastern Conference is a wrap. If he doesn't, then then there's a, there's a chance there. But right. my God, this man, considering how much time he's missed in the last nearly two years now with the Achilles going back to the finals and then a lot of injuries and COVID this season, he uh, he just goes back out on the court as if it's like the easiest thing in the world to do for him. Like riding Cruises a bike. Along. They, and, and look, I think Phoenix's plan was we're not going to send a double at him because the, the Nets have got a lot of shooters. And, and it's like, and Kevin Durant's kind of fine with that. If you do want to double him, he's like, I'm, I'm more than happy to pass. He's a willing uh, passer and distributor. Um, but if you don't, then he's just going to absolutely torch whoever mm-hmm. is there. So not a lot of people can defend him anyway. The Sun certainly had no answer for him yesterday. Uh, very impressive win for Kevin Durant and uh, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, and I keep coming back to this because, you know, we give all the love to KD because he keeps coming back and doing these things off the bench. He's like the 10th man on the Nets when he checks into this game. Uh, you know, same with Harden. got a lot of our, you know, uh, support early on. He was in the MVP race and blah, 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 blah. 
And I still think Kyrie's been consistently the best player on the Brooklyn Nets all season long. At this point, if he is not an all-NBA guard, it's stupid. I don't care if he did miss some games here or there, personal reasons, people want to hold that against him, whatever was going on. He is elite. He's all-NBA with a lock to me. Every time you just watch the games, you're like, oh yeah, you can't stop him. So yeah, good weekend from the Nets, Lily. You're not wrong. And not good for me and my $100 bet with Tass, if I'm being <laughs> honest. I need the Nets to be the second or third seed, I think. Like, I can't have them having home court advantage throughout the entire East, like having that little extra advantage over these other teams. Yeah, Tassie, are you going to start buying something with that $100 already? Mm. Are you that confident? <laughs> I'm going to rent a karaoke room, and since it's oh, COVID yeah. times, I'm just going to be there by myself. <laughs> um, but whatever, it's worth the $100. It's probably pretty cheap right now. I can get like 10 hours for 100 bucks right now. <laughs> probably. Just yeah. sing Edwin Collins songs over and <laughs> over. <laughs> I've never seen a karaoke room like this before. Can anyone it's name so one other song by Edwin Collins, by the way? <laughs> Not a chance. I didn't even know that was the name of the guy that sang yeah, that song. Google right there. Yeah. <laughs> he's not an Ed Wood, he's an Ed Wynn. I'm like, Eric Collins yeah. sang that song? Cool. is <laughs> broadcaster? Uh, all right. So, yeah, no one's going to disagree with a, a pretty good weekend there from the Nets. I'll keep it moving here. My NBA weekend winner, going to the East 4-5 matchup. Because both of those teams right now, identical records in the Knicks and the Hawks, good weekends. Okay, the Knicks only played one game this weekend, but they got the W. They extended their win streak to nine straight, the New York Knicks. They ended up sort of hammering the Raptors there on a Saturday matinee game. Um, Julius Randle, no answer. The Raptors decide, you know, sometimes it was great defenders like OG trying to play him one-on-one. Eh, well, that wasn't working because he was hitting threes. They ran second bodies at him. It didn't matter. He was still hitting threes and just carving them up. He is unbelievable right now. Dan Devine had a great article on the Knicks. You know, he's a Knicks fan uh, over on the ringer. Couple things jumped out to me. He pointed out Randall's having the best individual Knicks season since Carmelo Anthony's prime, and that is wow. 100% true. And then the other part, which is wild, is like he's writing as a fan again, Dan. For most of the past 20 years, all the Knicks fans have wanted was a team that just plays hard, right? <laughs> With like a definable defensive identity, he wrote, uh, and just doesn't give up easy shit. And it turns out that Tibbs was the right guy to bring in here to get that out of these guys. They're a funny little squad, but Nerlens Noel was awesome in the Raptors game. Tass, I don't know if you were watching this one as a Raps fan, but just denying guys like at the rim left and right, especially in like clutch situations too. He blocked uh, Van Vliet on a layup, and then like the next Raptors possession slid over and blocked Pascal Siakam there, and that sort of like spurred a big Knicks run. He's been awesome. And then I also, my question for you guys, like I can't decide who's been more impressive for New York this season. Randall, he's on another level, but... Is it R.J. Barrett or Derrick Rose? Because both of those guys, I mean, at different points in their career, Trey, have been phenomenal over this run. Derrick Rose just keeps coming in. He's like, you know, like guaranteed like 20 points, it feels like, and hit clutch shot after clutch shot at big times. And then R.J. Barrett was like, he's looking like a future all-star and at least looks like an awesome second guy on, on this young Knicks team. Well, shout out to the Knicks fans who wanted a team that plays hard and plays defense and were upset when Tom Thibodeau was signed as coach. (laughs) Shout out to those guys and also shout out to everybody writing off R.J. Barrett. The guy played one season and Knicks fans were ready to to call it a thing. That's why his improvement this year uh, is the big thing to me. Shooting 38% from three. He's already a solid driver and that's going to open up 
being able to shoot from the perimeter just like Julius Randle is this season. Obviously, that was a, a point of emphasis for the Knicks over the summer or over the uh, the offseason last year because Rose is doing what Rose has been doing since he came back into the league mm-hmm. with Tom Thibodeau. You can put him on the court for 25 minutes a game. He's going to give you some buckets from the perimeter. But between Randle's improvements and Barrett's improvements, that's like the start of a nice looking uh, nucleus there for the New York Knicks. Mike Borkanoff had some incredible stats in his write-up on this Knicks team over on The Athletic. Randall currently up to 24 a game, 10.5 rebounds, 6 assists. Four players in NBA history have reached those thresholds over a season. Larry Bird when he won MVP. Wilt Chamberlain two times, both MVP seasons. Russell Westbrook, an MVP year. Oscar Robertson twice, both seasons. Third in MVP voting, slacking, I suppose. Couple more doing it this season. Nikola Jokic, he's going to win the MVP. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's a two-time MVP. Literally MVP numbers from Julius Randle, plus second All-Star numbers from R.J. Barrett for a team that looked like they were going to be fighting to be in the play-in tournament coming into the season. If they like that, would have been a successful season. It felt like for the Knicks, really, really, really great to see them on pace for a 36-game winning streak here to end <laughs> the season. Right? If they finish the season, they'll be at 20, then 16 wins in the playoffs. That's 36. Wow. That's a championship and the all-time record for wins in a row. So, pretty good stuff from New York. <laughs> well, here's the crazy part. They may not even get out of the first round because the Hawks are just as hot, man. Yeah, they don't have a nine-game win streak going, but let's slip them in here. They had two really impressive wins this weekend. On Friday night, uh, Bogdanovich scored 21 points. Collins uh, chipped in 20. And they were without Trey Young and Clint Capella to beat the Heat, 118-103. Really, really nice win. Uh, Nate McMillan apparently writing the word believe on the chalkboard before the game. Oh, mm. man. <laughs> I love when stuff like that starts leaking out. It just helps the Nate McMillan crazy coach of the year uh, case there. But then on Sunday, Lee, uh, I'll go to you with this one. Awesome Hawks win down at the Fortress um, where it looked like the Bucks were going to run away with it. They're playing Milwaukee. Who obviously is chasing the Nets for the number one seed there. Like I'm, I assume they would like that. But it was Bogdanovich again, 32 points, awesome. And then Sweet Lou Williams, oh my God, just took over down the stretch. He hit four three-pointers in the final seven minutes as they ran away and pulled out like this pretty impressive win. Again, without Trey Young. Capella was back, but uh, this, is, this is awesome for the Hawks here. And one of these teams, if they, if they stay locked 4-5 are going to lose in the first round, and they're going to be pissed off with it because they've been playing phenomenal basketball here, especially down the stretch in the Knicks in Atlanta. Yeah, that Bucks defense in the fourth quarter uh, was not very good because it was Bogdanovich and Lou Will hit, I think, six combined at one point in a row. Uh, Bob Rathburn was going crazy on the broadcast because it was just... Uh, we saw the Knicks... Uh, we saw the... Um, Hawks do this against the Pelicans earlier in the season when they hit 11 in a row. And it was similar uh, yesterday where the game was there to be won and they just keep kept hitting threes. And then the Bucks called a timeout and then out of the timeout, Bogdanovich was left wide open yeah. and he hit another three. So uh, Coach Bud must have been tearing his hair out because when, when I saw this game earlier, I was following the score and I saw the Bucks up big and I thought, okay, yeah, they're, they're going to win this game comfortably. Then I saw the final score and I thought, I wonder if Giannis and maybe Middleton sat the second half, but they didn't. They played. They were trying to win this game. They got outplayed clearly by the Atlanta Hawks. So this was not like the Bucks just sort of decided, well, we don't need this game. They were trying to win. They just played badly. And again, combined with the way that Brooklyn played this weekend and Philadelphia losing, the Bucks really could have made up some ground. And uh, this one could be one of those ones that comes back to haunt them. This could be a game like this could swing home court advantage in that second round potentially against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So uh, pretty, pretty bad loss there. But for the Hawks, you know, with, with Trey Young out, 
we thought Bogdanovich is going to have to step up, and he has done. He's been very, very good, and uh, and Lou Will giving them that extra pop off the bench offensively because he was kind of just a pickup for that Rondo deal. You know, Rondo may be a better distributor, but Lou Williams a much better shooter and scorer, uh, and he's providing that for them now. So this is uh, this is exciting times here for Atlanta to to you know stay in that race without Trey Young, who may still be out for another couple of games here, which is uh, which is pretty important for them. The extra gut punch to the Bucks too is that it's Bogdanovich doing this to the yeah. Tass, <laughs> yeah. who's having like an unbelievable month. In 14 games, Bogdanovich is averaging 22.3 points per game, and he's shooting. His splits are 50. From the field, 50 from 3 and 85 at the line. And the Hawks are 11 and 3 in these 14 games in April. But I say that Milwaukee, that gut punch is like, they had this guy. <laughs> or it looked like they did, of course, in the offseason. And he ends, uh, ends up uh, signing in Atlanta here. But what did you take from that game? Just a shocker that they didn't guard Bogey. Bogey is a fun word to say. And it's Bogdan Bogdanovich's nickname. And uh, everybody knows he's been hot. And he's just standing there able to fire away open threes. I mean, that's sort of the Bucks' Achilles heel at times. They just don't guard the three-point shot. And for him and Lou Williams to just go off in the fourth quarter, real disappointing for the Bucks because they could have controlled their own destiny if they won this game. Uh, they still would have only been a couple away from the, uh, from the number one seed in Nets, who they have at home two more times. Um, but seemingly, that dream is done. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to get home court advantage. And that's what they sort of talked about going into the bubble last year as the number one seed. Oh, we kind of lost home court advantage. Well, they could have had it if they played down the stretch. But, uh, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets, despite everybody that's been out this season, every guy has taken a turn, whether it's COVID protocol, whether it's personal reasons for Kyrie Irving, whether it's injuries for Kevin Durant, whether it's uh, being overweight like James Harden, uh, and then he got injured. But uh, I think all that stuff is just just shows you that the Nets are the dominant team. And, yeah, the, the Bucks needed an advantage, and it's, uh, it's, it stinks for them. It just seems like that dream is long gone. It's bogeying out of uh, the playoff picture. There's no chance. There's no chance they do it now. But, uh, yeah, that was disappointing. Because it was also a flashback to their defense of the last few years. Oh, let's just stop everyone in the lane, let the three-point shooters let it fly, Mm. And they were doing that, and, and but then they just let those, those – Lou Williams didn't hit a shot going into the fourth quarter. Then bang, 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 bang. And then even the lane opened up because they said, oh, we'll get to the three-point shooters. Then Lou will kill them. So, yeah, tough loss for the Bucks, But uh, I don't feel sorry for them. They had it in their hands. Hey, with Bogdanovich there, you said people call him bogey, right? Why doesn't basketball so. reverence have that? Yeah, it's a good it's question. It's so weird. Like, Boyan Bogdanovich has bogey as the old little basketball reference nickname, but – Bogdan Bogdanovich doesn't. It's weird. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just fascinated by that. Like Maybe the, two guys can't have the same <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm throwing it out there. But you definitely hear no them idea. called that. You hear them both called that. Okay. We'll look into that. Um, Trey, who's your uh, <laughs> NBA weekend winner? We'll look into that. We'll talk to the basketball reference <laughs> yeah. guys, see what they have to say. It's a great question. I got a feeling there's a mellow on both Carmelo Anthony and LaMelo. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know they can do it. Anyways. I'll check. I, okay. I'll yeah. check while you talk. Okay. <laughs> All right. Get in touch. Uh, send him a quick email. Maybe write him a letter. Been writing a lot of letters lately. Get in touch. Anyways, winner of the weekend, showing off the big old basketball brain, Luka Doncic. Beat the Lakers for a second straight time on Saturday. And if you were Charles Dickens, you would say this was a tale of two halves. The Lakers were doubling the donk hard in the first half. Results were not great. Ten points on four of nine shooting, three turnovers, and zero assists for Doncic. He had some really ugly turnovers as well, like... We give him a lot of props when he throws a pass over his head to somebody who's wide open. It's usually Maxi Kleba. He usually misses the shot, but it's a cool pass. Mm -hmm. 
Luca tried this one as well, and it was just a pick six the other way very easily. It doesn't look very impressive when you throw it over your head and it's the Lakers fighting over who's going to get it. All in all, 10 points on 12 possessions. Uh, ESPN's Tim McMahon had the stat for when the Lakers doubled Doncic in the first half. Four turnovers, the Lakers lead by 12. But in the second half, Luca and Rick Carlisle really cracked the case because the doubles kept coming and Doncic just shredded the Lakers. Uh, they would have a shooter kind of run up to the top. Sometimes the shooter was wide open. They, sometimes they would send another roll man down or somebody from the dunker spot. There was just a lot more going on with the pick and roll. So Luca, eight points in the second half, two of six shooting. He hit a massive three with two minutes left to ice the game. But he also had 10 assists. A lot of them were coming to Dwight Powell. He had 21 in the second half. So many dunks. Mavs scored 20 points on 10 possessions uh, where the double team came. And I loved the post-game quotes. Rick Carlisle said, I never mind seeing trapping defenses on him because Luca's so great at delivering the ball. And a lot of times he delivers it for a layup or a dunk. Yeah, ask Dwight Powell. He's exactly right. And I love the quote. Double our star, we're getting a dunk. But Doncic's quote was even better. They were double teaming me in Europe. I used to do this a lot. I know how it goes, but here the floor is wider, so it's kind of easy. <laughs> the Lakers have the best defense in the league, and Luka Doncic just compared it to the defenses he saw when he was 16 years old. Called it kind of easy. Ooh. That's amazing stuff. I love it. A huge win for the Mavs. Currently out of the play-in tournament on the strength of Luka just being a genius, really. Mm. Yeah, they're a game and a half up now on the Blazers. We'll get to Portland when we get to uh, losers of the weekend. Uh, e, uh, they're on the losing streak right now. But, yep, good stuff there from the Mavericks. And, uh, yeah, you want Luka, you want your best players playing their best ball at the right time here as we get closer and closer to these playoffs. Uh, Taz, you were getting hyped there on what you need to know day. What you need to know this morning about the play and talent that we're going to have, like Curry and Lillard and... Well, another guy, Westbrook. Let's get to your winner of the weekend because yeah, we have some big names in these play-in games. Yeah, for sure. It seems like the Wizards are kicking out a couple of our teams from the Eastern Conference <laughs> yep. play-in tournament picture. See a Bulls, see a Raptors. It's ours because the 10th place Wizards have won eight in a row. It's freaking nuts. If you go back to the beginning of the season when the Rockets traded John, John Westbrook, Russell Westbrook for John Wall, uh, we all thought, yeah, the Wizards won this trade. Westbrook's going to be good for a, a year at mm-hmm. least mm-hmm. with all that athleticism in that body. Just came off an all-star campaign. And just like last year, when he did make the all-star team, he started off this year slowly, but then he picked it up just like this year. I mean, he has picked it up just a little bit later this year, but uh, he has been balling. This, these eight straight wins, um, if you look at his stats, you can even extend it a little bit further to 11 games, 21 points per game on 47% from the floor a somewhat respectable 34% from three and 67% from the line. I know that's not respectable either, but they're jump ups from his overall percentages. And uh, I think it's just him and the best players on the Wizards just playing good ball. Beal's at 30 points per game on ridiculous percentages. Davis Bertans is shooting 46 from three on eight and a half threes over that stretch. And they're stopping people. The Wizards are stopping people. It's unbelievable that over this uh, few-week stretch here, they've got the fifth-best defense. This is the Wizards. We all laugh. Oh, they're the 29th-best defense. I mean, that's kind of the number that you throw out there with the Wizards. But uh, uh, they have been playing well, and they did win that trade for John Wall when it didn't look that way at the beginning of the season. But uh, eight in a row, it's the first time they've done that in 20 years since Mikhail Jordan. Michael Jordan was playing for the Washington Wizards. And uh, I went back. 
and I looked at who Michael Jordan was playing with during that stretch mm. with the Washington mm. Wizards. Wow. Can you name the starting lineup? The other four guys playing with Michael Jordan during that stretch. Wizards? Larry that... Hughes? No, Larry Hughes, I guess he was coming off the bench. I didn't Rip Hamilton? Rip started, and then he went to the bench. He kind of shared a spot with another guy. But, yeah, I'll include Rip Hamilton. There's Chris, four other guys. Kwame? Chris Whitney? <laughs> Chris Whitney, good job. Wow. Yeah, I remember wow. him from Whitney fantasy. Paul. I had him on my fantasy team. Uh, yeah, he was a young guard. He had promised that guy. Uh, uh, but three more, three more, three more. Jaheidi White? Jaheidi White. Yeah. What Not a call. Not <laughs> Jaleel like... White, but Jaheidi White. And then uh, another big and another guy who oh, shared. Ka- ka- um, I said Kwame. Uh, yeah, Kwame. Yeah. No, no, no. I guess there. they drafted Kwame and yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. was there. Uh, yeah, another big, very notorious guy. He's an assistant coach now um, for a long time. Uh, Darvin Ham, no, Popeye Jones, oh. Popeye, yeah, 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 yeah. and another guy who shared the shooting guard role with Rip Hamilton, who's been in the NCAA news recently. Jerry Stackhouse, no, Hubert. He just, uh, Hubert, oh, Hubert Davis, Hubert Davis. <laughs> nice hint. Uh, wow, yeah, what a team. so. Yeah, it is. It is pretty well, but yeah, they they're up to uh, to eight in a row. They got the Spurs tonight, then they got the Lakers, and hopefully Bradley Beal will play. He went down at the end of this game. He thought that he injured his Achilles at yeah. first because he thought somebody kicked him in the leg, and he was it looked bad. It looked very bad, but they ruled that out post game, so he was walking around. So uh, hopefully he'll be back soon. I don't know if it's for the Spurs game or for the Lakers game, but it sure seems like he'll be back. So yeah, we will get some. Some Russell Westbrook action in the in the play-in tournament. Sure feels like that's happening. Yeah, and uh, if you're keeping an eye on the scoring race, too, it's still super tight because um, Beal, of course, is putting up good numbers, but Curry's doing Curry things. Curry has it right now as of uh, Monday morning here, 31.3 points per game. Bradley Beal at 31.1, so very, very close. Curry has scored more points total um mm-hmm. having played i think a, a few more games but it's tight there lee Beal can mm-hmm. still get it your guy that would mean a lot to you i feel like <laughs> well considering uh where this season was going it was like he was going to average 35 a game there for a long while and mm. uh you know on a team that didn't make the playing tournament but uh yeah it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because uh just the other day david robinson it was the anniversary of the game where he had 71 on the last day of the season to steal the scoring title so mm. i wonder if Ooh, uh, we, get can sig- we get some shenanigans you're saying yeah, yeah. i wonder if we uh if that happens if it comes down to the last game and say beal needs 56 or something like that does uh do the wizards just say all right Go for it, man. Go and get it, you know. Uh, he might. Why not? You know, yeah. why not? Well, they Have might even, like, in both of their cases, they could actually need a game like that, too, like a 50 yeah. or 60-plus, because the Warriors and the Wizards, like, in the final game of the season, could be still playing their way into a play-in tournament. Yes. I know the Wizards right now are, are feeling pretty good with the Bulls mm-hmm. and the Raptors losing. They're, what, a couple of games up now, at least in the win I think column. Two games yeah, up, I think on those two teams. Yeah. You know, the Warriors are, the Warriors, I feel like they keep like flip flopping with the Spurs in terms of like who's going to be hosting that uh, 9 10 game. But yeah, maybe we'll get some uh, Robinson like numbers there. Can't uh, wait to tell that story one. to my kids 20 years from now. <laughs> Man, you should have seen this duel between <laughs> Steph Curry and Bradley Beal. Curry went for 69 on the last night to win the scoring title. And and they made the play in tournament. Oh, oh my goodness, <laughs> crazy! Um, all right, let's get some uh, more mini winners here. Tass, uh, you got another one for us? Yeah, I just got to drop a quick one here. Jordan Clarkson of the Utah Jazz should be sixth man of the year this weekend. I was surprised to see that he missed multiple free throws in a game for the first time this season. <laughs> wow, Jordan Clarkson! Uh, I just thought you know he 
scores a lot. He should get to the line a lot. He should probably miss a few free throws. Uh, so I looked at his free throw percentage. Shocked to see that he's shooting 92% wow. on the season. That's incredible. Now, he doesn't get to the line a ton, and that's probably why he hasn't missed multiple free throws. He's a, hey, give me the freaking ball. I ain't going in that lane type of score, and he gets it done. Um, but just the, the, the growth, uh, shocked to see from uh, you know where he was. He was a good free throw shooter, but to get to 92%, I guess he just found the mental game late in his 20s. I mean, that's, this is year seven for him. Good for him. I just want to throw out a nice little... Nice little stat there. I just was shocked. Lee, that's pretty freaking impressive. Am it, I right? It, no, it is very impressive. In fact, um, I wonder if Kurt Goldsbury is going to do anything on it because it feels like there's a lot of guys this season shooting you yeah. know, 90 yeah. to 93%. Uh, I know Emmanuel quickly, like he had, like I think, the highest percentage ever for a rookie for his first 100 free throws. I oh, think wow. He's dropped, yeah, I think he's dropped down to about 88% right now. But uh, I know there was there were like four or five guys shooting like 93, 94% from the free throw line. So I wonder if that's, you know, no crowd there. I wonder if that we... Like we that seems of, rare, right? Yeah. yeah. It seems, sounds like you're saying thunder sticks really work. Oh. <laughs> or, or maybe the, because the games are coming to manual quickly, maybe you stay in a rhythm, stay in a flow, <laughs> game possible. to game. To game. Um, well, here, here's another stat for you too, another little mini winner. Steph Curry set an NBA record for threes in a calendar month. 85 he's at. The month's not over. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's like, we got like four days, five days left in April here. And uh, I think the Warriors play like another two games at least. So, uh, you know, could he leave? I mean, it's Curry. He could get to 100 in a month, yeah. which would be Easy. pretty damn awesome. Yeah, he only needs 15, which sounds so stupid to say. I two think they games. have two games. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he's usually. It would also he's... be the NBA record, right? Why doesn't he just go mm. for 15 in a game? Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you also slipped it in here, Lee. I think we just should uh, make note of it and give uh, love to the other guy, the other executive producer, Kevin Durant and Mike Conley. Yeah. Serving as executive producers for uh, Two Distant Strangers, which won the Oscar for a live action short film. So, so congrats to those guys. Uh, that's, a, that's a winner of the weekend when you get the hardware like that, TK. That's impressive. Joining, uh, I guess, Kobe now as NBA Oscar winners. We've got yeah. three of them. That'll be a fun trivia question 20 years from now. <laughs> Can you name all the NBA players that have Oscars? That's good. That's actually <laughs> That's a good. Really, really good one. There'll be more coming, I'm sure, in the future, too. Who's going to uh, be the first to get one as an actor? That ooh, is the question. LeBron, Space Jam, too. Or, <laughs> okay. He'll be, the, he'll be the lead actor or a supporting actor to Bugs. Oh, we'll see. That's a good point. We'll have to watch the movie. That's true. Maybe a supporting role. Um, and, Trey, you got one more uh important winner of the weekend for us. Oh, hugely important. If we're talking stats, Skeets, you know there's nothing I'm tracking harder than rebounding. Did have a big beef over the weekend. JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. Mason Plumley had 21 rebounds. That's a lot of roast beef. I can feel it down in my beef. Getting ready to take him to the farmer's market. No dunks. We love roast beef, which is rebounds. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness, the Plum Dog Millionaire. That's right. First big beef of his career against the Pacers again. The Pacers are getting beefed up left and right here. Uh, Mason Plumley also had the first triple double of his career earlier this season. He had another one a month later. I'm not going to lie to you. 
not going to be tapping into a lot of Pistons games here, but I'm on Plumley Beef Watch. This man uh, coming with the beef. So yeah, if he's able to to duplicate a, a triple-double to a second triple-double, I think he can go beef once, beef twice. We just had the Isaiah Stewart beef stew. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing there's a lot of missed shots there in Detroit. These guys are grabbing the boards. And anytime a Plumley does something in the NBA that's notable, I can't stop thinking about that outtakes clip from Eastbound and <laughs> I can feel it. Feel it down in my plums. I forgot the farmer's market line. Uh, there's another great line that I was hoping for, like a late night beef, a late Sunday beef, so that we could get two, uh, <laughs> we could get two beefs in the same clip because uh, Will Ferrell continues on. Take him to the farmer's market. Special two beasts for one. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had a chambered. I had a chamber, but nobody came through. I guess uh, we'll just have to save it for the next time we get a plumbly beef and somebody else beefing as well. Okay. I guess Capella just came back from injury. I know he, yeah, he, got, he yeah. got up to his classic like 14. 14 or, yeah, yeah. 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 Six, <laughs> six points, 14 boards. Slapping it. Love it. <laughs> All right. More beefs, the better. Excellent. Congrats to the uh, plum dog millionaire there on his, uh, his first beef. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, let's get to NBA Weekend Losers. We teased it. Lily, take it away. Portland Trailblazers, man, not doing well. The disaster. They lost two games, both at home and both to the Memphis Grizzly. They've dropped five in a row and are just playing badly at the wrong time because there's no major injuries there. Lillard, McCollum, and Nurk are all playing. Now, Lillard, he clearly doesn't have his usual juice right now. I'm not going to make an excuse for him because he doesn't, but he missed a couple of games there uh, with a hamstring. And in the last sort of five to ten that he's played, he's really struggling to shoot the ball. So I think... I wonder if that workload from earlier in the season when McCollum and Nurk were out, maybe catching up with him a little bit um, because he just uh, doesn't seem to have that same, you know, the same sort of stepping up to his game as we expect from him. Um, and, and the shot with the shot not falling like that, that to me tells you that his legs aren't quite there. Um, so they lose two in a row at home to Memphis, as I mentioned. John Morant just, was just highlight after highlight yet again. He's yeah, just I was going to say, we could have made the Grizzlies a winner oh, of the weekend, but we God. flipped it here and went the Blazers. Yeah, you know, he, he's just so incredibly fun to watch. Uh, but now for the Blazers, they head out on a six-game road trip, and they play Memphis again on uh, Wednesday night. They also go to Bo- Brooklyn, Boston, and Atlanta. They are safe for the playing tournament because they're six games up on the Pelicans, mm-hmm. but... Home court advantage and potentially only having to play that one game. If I've got that right, you only can potentially play one game in that play-in tournament if you win it, if you're the seventh seed. That's right. Correct? 
that now yeah. looks a lot less likely because I think they're going to be more hovering around that 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 second playing. So you game think the you Spurs have... or the Warriors end up jumping them here? I, I, it just again the way they're playing a road trip. I wonder if Lillard even plays in every game here uh, right now. And you know Memphis seem to be the opposite direction. The team they're really battling with for that that uh, playing tournament position mm-hmm. seems to be cruising along. So uh, Valanciunas is back. He looked great again. Uh, so yeah, tough for the Blazers from here, uh, but. You know, they'll, they'll get in. And as we saw last season, remember, they played that very first playing tournament against the Grizzlies and they beat the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies had some injuries. But so we know Lillard can step up when it comes to sort of season on the line stuff. Uh, but he needs to, maybe he just needs to take a couple more games off to rest. Maybe, I don't know. But uh, they keep losing. And uh, this was a very costly weekend for them. Yeah, Taz, how concerned are you about the Blazers here and this slide? Yeah, it's a tough decision to make for the Blazers because Dame is not right. He doesn't look anything like... Uh, he did the first 50 games of the season. He went out with a hamstring injury. He's off. But uh, you also want to be playing well going into the, the final stretch. But I think the right thing would be to sit him because it doesn't seem like they can fall out of the playoff picture entirely. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't seem like they're going to catch the sixth seed. So it might just be best to sit him. Uh, either way, yeah, they're, they're going to be in the play-in tournament now. They need a couple teams to jump them for the seventh seed for them to have to play in that 9-10 game, which makes them have to win two games to get in. But you're not going to win any games if Dame's playing like this. So, yeah, I think the, the, the workload has caught up to him. He got injured, and he's not right. And uh, maybe it's just a better tack to just let these other guys go for these last dozen games when they have a tough schedule and try and pick up their game and start to play a little bit of defense because we make fun of the Wizards and how deep they are in the uh, defensive rankings while the Blazers are the second worst team to the Sacramento Kings defensively when they tried to solve that this year. So I think it would probably be best for them to try and figure it out aside from Dame uh, this last you know dozen games or so. Yeah, it hasn't helped, you know, not not yesterday's game. I think the Grizzlies sort of like manhandled them. But the, the, the first game between the two teams and then a bunch of those games before, the Blazers just keep losing in brutal fashion, Trey. And we talked about it last week, you know, shots from Norman Powell. You know, he gets a floater to drop, maybe they win. If he hits a three in the game previously, maybe they win. And then on that, I guess it was the Friday night game that played the first one here over the weekend. I mean, Nurk had like a layup, like under the rim and like just botched it. And, you know, Grizzlies uh, pulled it out. These are just brutal, brutal losses. Like, even if they had won half of these uh, close games, then maybe we're not freaking out here, but they just keep racking up the losses. And as Lee pointed out, they got this huge road trip. Are you concerned? Yeah, I'm definitely concerned because of that 29th-ranked defense. And you're saying it feels like if the Blazers would have won half these games, we'd be doing all right. The problem is that they kind of did win half of those games. They just did it earlier in the season when it was Lillard time every single night. The guy's hitting game-winner after game-winner and every single clutch shot. That just isn't going to continue for the entirety of the season. And as we're seeing with the Blazers, at this point, it's like they've got to play close. They've got to keep it as close as they possibly can. And then you got to hope Lillard is pulling some magic out of his pocket, which he's certainly able to do. And part of the reason why they're a scary team to face in a playoff series, because you know Lillard can go for 50 and hit the game winner when he needs to. But when you're losing these games and a two-point loss looks good because it's not a one-point loss, it's tough. You know, you're relying on one guy basically to make it happen. Sure, Nurkic had a chance, but you still know that Lillard is going to be the guy. That's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. He's obviously good enough to do it, but uh, there's no way that over the course of a season you make every single clutch shot, even though sometimes it feels like he's gonna. So yeah, I mean, the Blazers, I'm seeing in the stream team, it's trade CJ McCollum, fire Terry Tot. 
Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts. Trade Nurkic. Dame needs to leave Portland. Clearly something is not perfect for the Blazers right now. It ain't going to be Lillard leaving Portland, but there are going to be some changes in the offseason. Yeah, I saw Ghostface Ziller right today. It feels like this iteration of the Blazers has been hanging on by a thread, and the thread is beginning to fray. And yeah, we've made the comparison millions of times, the, the, this Blazers team with the backcourt of Lillard and CJ, to the, the former Raptors there, where it was DeRozan and Lowry, and it's like, good team, solid team, generally a playoff team, maybe win around here or there, maybe even go to a final, Western Finals, in the case of the Blazers, and East Finals that the, the Raptors did way back when. But is it ever enough? And do you move one of them? Um, this, in this case, it would be McCollum, like the Raptors moved DeRozan. It's just like, sure, but I don't know. Masai Ujiri and the Raps like, struck gold finding Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard, right, uh, with what was going on in San Antonio to make that move happen. And I'm not sure that's, uh, there's a similar sort of vibe there in moving C.J. McCollum. In, in practice, yeah, maybe. But yeah, Terry Stotts, league, I think if they don't make it into the playoffs, like, you know, they lose in this play-in tournament situation, is... Is it fair to assume Terry Stotts would be would be gone at the least? They'd have to shake up something, right? Yeah, yeah. I, because, again, I think obviously Lillard won't be traded. Then it comes down to whether or not you want to trade CJ McCollum. But I think that is the second option after just let's get a new voice in there. Stotts has been there. Uh, I don't even know how long. It feels like he's been there for a it's long been there time. A while. Seven, yeah, seven or eight years. And it's kind of like at this point, you're just kind of treading water with him. So uh, I think a new voice is needed. But that will be the big question, though, is do they... Do they try to move on from CJ McCollum? Because uh, Nurkic, uh, he could get them some value, but CJ is clearly the most valuable trade asset that they'd be prepared to move on from, I think. So uh, that's going to be the big question for them going forward. They've made some moves on the periphery. You know, getting Robert Covington, I think, was a good signing for them, but just doesn't quite move the needle enough, particularly in that Western Conference for them. Sam Hunter says, CJ trade talk is the coldest NBA take in the last five years. And so far, it's always been wrong. He's right. You're not not wrong there, Sam. But uh, at some point, you know, you've got to shake it up. So whatever that means. Yeah, is it the coach? Is it one of their star players? Uh, We'll see. And maybe they turn it around here. And you're right. Like you guys have said, you still have Damian Lillard in a... a, in, in theory, like a one game gets in type of thing. You're going to like your chances uh, if he's out there and as a, uh, close to 100%. All right, also, trade. a funny stat here, Ski. It's got to get yeah. up to Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's game on Sunday. Clutch Points on Twitter mentioned uh, that he notched the rare 5 by one Yeah. <laughs> one point, one rebound, one assist, one steal, one block in just five minutes. This has actually happened fewer times, 13, than 5 by 5 games in NBA history, huh. 20. Probably because it's very hard to score exactly one, <laughs> one point. point. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. But uh, if you happen to be watching this one, you saw some NBA history right there. The 13th ever one by one by one by one by one game. Nice. Wow. That's... Yeah, I saw that stat. And then I watched the uh, the condensed version of this game where they show you the free throws. And Rondé Hollis Jefferson went to the line, buried the first one. <laughs> I thought, there's no way he can miss the second. It was so pure. So pure. <laughs> And then just missed. I mean, he looks cool with the blonde hair that he's got going on. He's, he's bleached it a blip, a blip but uh, man, one free throw out of two. Just one. Trey, who do you have now for a loser of the weekend? Uh, one of the shortest losers in No Dunks history. Eight seconds of game time here. But Denzel Valentine taking home a loser of the weekend for an all-time brutal heat check. Here's Bulls broadcasters Adam Amin and Stacey King. Missed it badly there. Less than a minute to go. 
No. Oh my goodness, Valentine! No. Whoa, oh no. no! No! That is not the shot no. at that moment. That's a horrible shot. No. Wow. I mean, oh my oh, god, no! Man, I mean, he's by the hash. That's. That's Steph Curry range right there. Come on. Not in a two-possession game when you've worked this hard to get back in it. You can get a better shot. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not the shot we want. What are you doing? <laughs> Went down in the play-by-play -play as a missed pull-up jumper from 31 feet. Great shot by Denzel Washington. Afterwards, Oh, Denzel Washington, come on. This yeah. guy's going crazy. <laughs> no, you guys I'm... are all over these names yeah, today. Man, yeah, man. Name, shmame, <laughs> Starry Tots, Denzel oh, Washington. Oh, that guy had me feeling like it was training day out there with that kind of shot. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, after the game, Denzel Valentine said, I made three in a row before that. It's a good point. He was actually helping the Bulls come back here. But he continued, it was a bad shot. Just kind of got lost in the game. I would agree. I also liked what Kendall Gill said in postgame. What the hell was Denzel doing? <laughs> no one knows. Not even Denzel Valentine. Just um, a brutal heat check. Like I mean, a brutal heat check. Almost the same shot uh, that Kevin Durant hit against the Cavs yeah. in the 2017 finals. What a comparison. I mean, Lee compared Kevin Durant to Brian Scalabrini earlier, so I feel like this is kind of fair, actually. But, I mean, I don't know if uh, terrible heat checks are a memorable thing, but this is something that I will never forget about Denzel Valentine. Yeah. yeah that, that, I, 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 uh, Adam Amin was trying to be kind of... Uh, more diplomatic, diplomatic, you know, like, yeah. oh, that's not the shot you want at this point. But Stacey King was just like, no, 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 no. What are you doing? Uh, but, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, not even close either, you know, just like. <laughs> not like, even close. Like not, not a rim out. Close. But the problem was it was like 50 seconds to go as well. And there was like 20 seconds on the shot clock. Like, come on, man, what are you doing shooting that one for? But, uh Will that yeah, be a nominee great. task for uh, Worst of the Week, you think? That, that might get a It's leading. Yeah. I say it's leading right now. Yeah, that's up there. Um, all right, we'll uh, finish it off here with my Loser of the Weekend. Now, look, I'm calling it a Loser of the Weekend, but maybe you guys will disagree. I'm talking about you guys here, everybody in the stream team. Have you seen this news that ESPN is going to debut a Marvel-inspired NBA telecast for the Warriors-Pelicans game? Now, let me give you some details about this, and then... You know, you can tell me whether you agree with me that this could be a really bad idea or maybe you like it. So the plan is to weave elements from an original Marvel story and then characters including Iron Man, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Black Widow, and Doctor Strange into live action. So the broadcast is going to use 3D virtual characters, animation packages, and then customized graphics to tell the tale of the Avengers watching this game, Warriors Pelicans, in hopes of finding new heroes to help them fight an invading alien army. Um, I guess during the game, Iron Man and Black Panther, they're going to unveil a plan to expand the ranks of the Avengers. They're, they're the captains. I guess they led uh, the all-star votes, those two. So <laughs> the Marvel characters will observe three players from each team during the game. Uh, and they're going to award them Marvel hero points based on their achievement and performance in the game. So they're going to be studying, it says, Curry, Draymond, and Andrew Wiggins from the Warriors, and then Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball from the Pelicans. And the player on the winning team who scores the most Marvel hero points will be crowned Marvel's first champion following the game. So 
Every point, rebound, assist, steal, or block gets you a Marvel hero point. And then any missed field goal, free throw, or turnover means a hero point gets deducted. <laughs> okay? <laughs> this is what's going to be going on during this game. Now... <laughs> The game itself is on ESPN. This is like a secondary like ESPN2 sort of broadcast. We saw the NFL do something similar with the, uh, the SpongeBob game. You know, they had the slime in the end zones. People got a kick out of that. So I guess ESPN is leaning into that idea of it all. Sounds crazy. Um, but Tass, are, are you intrigued? Will you be watching at the very least? Or does this sound stupid to you? Hey, they're trying something. Okay. And I have to applaud that. Now, when you release it in a press release and you went through all the details, <laughs> that you did it well, Skeets. Uh, but number one, everyone rips on everything, period. Before no matter it what. Even like, happens, yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. So if you put it in a press release, people are going to rip on it. That's just the nature of how it works. Now, if it just happened, maybe we would have accepted it. I think we got to wait until we see the execution. I think. Everyone's trying these integrations. Like, yeah. Maybe not to this extent, uh, but you see the ad. You see the you know the, they throw in a 15 second ad where Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy appear in a, a Marvel sort of tease type thing. I've never seen that one, but you know you get what I'm saying. They try these integrations. Oh yeah. I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to, to try it, and and I don't know the SpongeBob one. I did, like I did not see it whatsoever, but it sounds okay. Now if they don't go, this this might seem like it's going a little too far. Like SpongeBob slime in the end zone, <laughs> cool. But now we're counting points. Like that's yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, if you're a Marvel geek, maybe you're going to geek out. Yeah. Well, Trey, what do you think? You've been watching all these Marvel movies as of late. Are you are you into this idea? I'm not against this idea. The fantasy aspect of it is very weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if uh, what if Wiggins goes out there and has a dominant game, has the best game of his career, and suddenly this guy ends up as Stephen Strange? I don't know how that's exactly going to work. <laughs> he's the Marvel champion. Yeah, he's the, he's the Marvel champion. Sure, whatever that is. I also don't like, I don't love that they are um, basically using the plot from the first Space Jam for this. Right? Aliens yeah. are coming here. We need to recruit some additional heroes to help uh, knock off the aliens. But I also don't mind it. I watched a little of the Nickelodeon game. It was cool when the slime went off in the end zone. That was right. really cool. It was cool when they kicked a ball into SpongeBob's face behind the field goal post. I like that as well. <laughs> but ultimately, if it makes more kids want to watch the NBA, I think that's awesome. Okay. Lee, weigh in on this. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, I'm probably not the target audience uh, no, geez, <laughs> for something think? like this. Uh, yeah, uh, but try it. Sure, why not? Why not? See how it okay. goes. Uh, because that's right. If it does get kids to at least take more of an interest in the game and the league, then uh, then it's a win, you know, and that's maybe the way to do this it. This isn't so, for kids. Uh, this is for JD. That's what they're doing. This for JD. Yeah, they well, watch the Warriors okay, play yeah. the Pelicans. Uh, JD, do you want to <laughs> chime in on this idea? What do you think? Uh you're exactly right. This is for me, and I and it's total cringe to me. I, I don't even the Nickelodeon. Do, does Nickelodeon still do slime? Is that a thing that Nickelodeon does in 2021? No, clue. I don't think so. I haven't watched it oh, ever sure. in my life. They really, must. but they must. sure yeah. slime. Yeah, like yeah. at a Kids' Choice Award or something like that. Yeah. It's an honor to be slimed. I, I guess, I guess. But I think it's more for adults who go, oh, yeah, I remember slime. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Kids don't watch Nickelodeon or any of the other uh, kids' uh, channels. You know what I mean? Like, my they kids don't? watch. <laughs> no, my kids watch Netflix and YouTube and stuff like that. Like, Okay. So, uh, your kids you know, are old. I mean, uh, yeah. The, the Winter Soldier is like, there's swearing and there's uh, all this stuff in it. It's not for kids. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
when you were describing the storyline and and all that, I was just there's no way they're gonna pull this off without me wanting to rip my hair out, you mm. know. So okay, so but, but you're oh, gonna you're gonna tune in to see what it's all about, right? I, I guess we almost fun. need to give that to you as homework. I think okay. you should what? have to report back on the Warriors. <laughs> right? When no. is it again? I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I don't know see, there you go, JD. I don't know. I'm not sure of the date. We'll figure it out. Uh, Integrations are hard. It's going to be over the weekend. Oh, well, it's coming up this soon. I didn't realize it was that quick. Okay. Okay. No one can be, not everyone can be no dunks integrating sponsors perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Flawlessly with our Manscaped ads. Um, Yeah, they're trying to get creative here. Yeah, the the points part is weird, but I just hope they go, if you're going to commit to something like this, like if Andrew Wiggins has a monster game on May 3rd and he wins all the (laughs) Marvel points, I better can see like the Iron Man himself hand him a trophy <laughs> and say and like give him a suit and give him a helmet or something like you're a part of the well Skeets no spoilers but I got bad news for you about Iron Man well yes <laughs> well also I have a question no spoilers but which Captain America are we getting here <laughs> uh, a lot of questions so um, but yeah they better like really give Okay, not even give him a trophy, but I need Cassidy Hubberth or somebody asking Andrew Wiggins after the game, like, uh, what do you bring to the Avengers, you know? Right, like, yeah, yeah. We better go that far with it, at the very least. Um, but I'll be watching anyway, and then we'll have a... Well, we're going to talk about it on the... Uh, I guess that'll be a Monday show, right? Yeah, it'll be uh, either a winner or a loser. Did a superhero just run through <laughs> the background right. of JD's screen? Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Okay, there it is. Is that Captain Marvel? Was that Quicksilver back there? I bet that, I I think that was probably our realtor calling. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, let's hear from everybody in the stream team. Are you excited about this or not? I will say whichever team ends up uh, getting Doctor Strange on their team, they're never going to lose. Yeah. They're they're down at the end of regulation. Endless looped time. Yeah. Right back. That's the most desirable character. That's a good point. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Okay. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. All right, Tweet of the Night. Very simple, guys, from at uh, Baran Mitin. Says, smile. You are on the evening news in the Netherlands. <laughs> wow. Letting us know that no dunks, yes, in the Netherlands right there as part of that... Uh, Apple keynote uh, last week, which we talked about. I think we also had his tweet of the night, but cool. Yeah, nice zoom. Nice enhanced there. Um, there we are with the athletic, with the football show. Uh, I guess this was a big deal, Lily. I don't know. We're big in the Netherlands now. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> let's go on the road. Let's go on the road and do a show in Amsterdam. 
<laughs> okay, you got this uh, tweeted in by your high school teammate Rick Smith. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Uh, you mean Daryl Daryl Smith? Yes, uh, no. But you're right, Lee. We're going now. Now the world tour has. We've locked in at least three spots, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, probably Melbourne. I know you want to do a yes. couple spots in Australia, but we're at least going to Australia. We yep. know we're going to Manila. We're going to the Philippines. Yes. So we're doing that. And now we got to make a little stop over in Amsterdam because we're big on the evening news. Okay. Why not, man? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Did they they switch up the screenshot there? Because I thought Code Switch was in the middle in the first place. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, You're right. It definitely was. Possibly. They switched it up. Yeah. Where did Midnight Miracle come from? <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. Happy to see it though. Part, yeah, uh, me too. With us. Well, maybe they'll. I don't know. Maybe we'll open for them. Maybe they'll open for us on this world tour. <laughs> That's what we'll do. The, the Apple Keynote World Tour <laughs> for podcasts. Okay. Awesome. Thank you uh, at Baramantin. Pick up results from Friday night. Nuggets, Warriors. Uh, I needed it. Oh boy, did I need it. These pick up results brought to you by BetMGM. By the way, I took the Warriors. I swerved. Everybody else had Denver. Yeah. Warriors coming through for me. I'm still alive. Running out of time in the month of April, but I uh, got it done there. Curry helped me out. So I'm 6-11. and 11. Still brutal record. Tass and Lee, 10-7, and seven, and Trey's right there behind them at 9-8. and eight. But correct me if I'm wrong. I got We got five nights here this week uh, in April when it comes to the pick'ems. You're so not I'm wrong. not technically out of it, and I don't even need to swerve every single time. But Tass, uh, obviously all of these are huge for me. What's tonight's game we're picking from? Well, the hottest team in the world playing in the hottest stadium in the world. It's the New York Knicks playing at home against the Phoenix Suns. Mm. Uh, The Knicks uh, have won nine in a row, and they're slight underdogs. Two and a half points to the Phoenix Suns, who are closing out a road trip of five games. They started out that road trip super hot. They beat the Bucks, the Sixers, then they lost to the Celtics and the Nets. They're on a back-to-back, but they didn't have to travel. Brooklyn, New York. So they're right there. And then the Knicks, uh, yeah, they, they, speaking of road trips, they've got a tough schedule a little bit. I mean, the Suns here, then I think they have the Bulls, but then the six-game road trip. So these home games are important, I think, to the Knicks. Right. So Suns at Knicks, plus two and a half New York. Trey, who are you rocking? The Knicks are more rested playing at home on a massive win streak, and they're the underdogs? Yeah. Mm, Excuse weird. me? Give me the Knicks, baby. Okay, Lee, who you got? Yeah, it's uh, the Knicks feel due for a loss, but uh, the Suns on that back-to-back. I just wonder if maybe the even Chris Paul sits out tonight. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't know, but I like the Knicks by at least minus uh, two points. They can lose this game and still win the uh, cover, so I'll yep. take the Knicks. Okay, I'll go so you can make your uh, decision sure. there, Skeets. I think the Suns close out this road trip well. I don't think they're going home two and three. I think they're going home three and two. I'm betting against the hottest team in the NBA. Give me the Phoenix Suns. I think I'm going to go with you here, Tass. I feel like uh, I'm getting the chance here to pick the favorite. You know, again, I need to make up these games, with especially Trey taking the Knicks. Yeah, they're the hottest team in the league, but I'll take the Suns. I, I will take the Suns in this. I, I like that point that Trey made, actually. You sold me on it, saying, you know, they're, tr- they're, they're in a back-to-back, but, you know, they're not jumping on a plane and have to go, uh, you know, a different time zone or anything like that, so... Give me Phoenix to uh, to to cover. They got to win by three. That is the the dangerous part here. It could be a Suns win, but by one or two, and the Knicks would cover, like Lee said. So Suns by three. Tass and I, we got Lee and Trey taking the Knicks to uh, well, maybe even extend that winning streak to ten. Come on, Devin Booker. I need a big game in MSG tonight, baby. Come through for me. Keep me alive. All right, we're gonna call it there. 
fun show. Like, comment, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email us your NBA questions and comments for this week's Beach Steppin' Podcast. Grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Subscribe to The Athletic already, theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you. And join us later today if you're a Top Shot hot boy or girl. 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, live on YouTube. TK and I are going to rip some packs, give away some moms, and uh, again, I'm going to hit you with my top 10 craziest shots on Top Shot. There, there's some wild ones out there oh, yeah. uh, that maybe you will uh, want to go acquire and uh, make a showcase or something like that. So it'll be a lot of fun. Always have a blast with those. So we'll see you later today, 3 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you're envious of those who are able to be around Madison Square Garden and take in the Knicks, just eat some Chinese food. Get your own MSG like I did yesterday. It was tasty. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What are these moms? Is that short for moments? Yeah. <laughs> no one can say moments? Okay. Just just, just clarifying like it wasn't their own category or something. Moms or moments. All right. Cool. Just want to make sure. Imbra la da. People. <laughs> Got a short form everything. <laughs>